We're back. Back in the football guru. Sorry, guys. I had to do that. Welcome back to the Block O Show here for Episode 7. Alongside me, Cole Emplett, Sarah Sharp, and Tyler Amberg. I'm Caleb Spinner. Tyler, wipe that embarrassed smile off your face. I know I'm weird. Deal with it. I'm not embarrassed. I always love a good <laughs> Ace Freely reference. You and I have broadcasted enough together where you should expect these kind of just what are you doing moments out of me at this point. Expect the unexpected or expect the expected in this case. And speaking of such things, it's expected that Ohio State will handle Iowa pretty easily on Saturday, though anything can happen. We're going to break down the entire matchup between the Buckeyes and the Hawkeyes here on Saturday. Kickoff is 12 p.m. You can listen and watch on Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio and SGSR TV. But let's start here. Ohio State is ranked second in the AP poll for the first time since the opening weekend. They are back after Tennessee. Rocky Top took care of Alabama. And this was the thing, this was the storyline that I saw out of that was is Ohio State only the number two team in the nation? when another team falls out of that? Because I feel like they can do that on their own. I didn't think that was the case until we saw last week when Texas A&M took it to Alabama down to the final seconds, and then Alabama, they were still in that second spot after squeaking that out against the Aggies. But then we saw what happened this weekend in Knoxville, and Cole, you could probably speak a little bit more about that because you were actually there for what should be the game of the year. Oh, it's definitely game of the year. There's nothing better than an SEC matchup, top three, or excuse me, top six matchup. Number three, Alabama versus number six, Tennessee. Undefeated first time since 2006 that the Vols upset Alabama. It was a really good game, but to continue on the topic, I'm more in the under the impressions, like I don't even like having those preseason rankings until the college football playoff rankings come out because everyone likes to take a, the criticism way too hard, especially with Ohio State sticking at two. Everyone's questioning their schedule, questioning whether the other SEC teams should be ahead of them. It's like, let's wait until we're halfway through the season right about now, and then let's really adjust to those rankings and see where they go from there. Now, Sarah, both Ohio State and Iowa enter in off a of bye week. It's been 14 days by the time Saturday rolls around since both these teams have been on the field in a competitive manner against another opponent. Should we expect, should fans expect a bit of a delay in terms of the offenses getting started, uh, mistakes being made in the first opening minutes, maybe even the full opening quarter? Is there going to be that delay in performance for however long it is to start this game? I actually think that the bye weeks for these two teams could actually help them positively because we know Ohio State and Iowa have both dealt with some injuries so far this season. They even talked about yesterday uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. was excited because uh, there's a possibility that Jackson Smith and Jigba could be back for the Buckeyes as well as both of their running backs being ready to go as well. Along with that, Iowa offense as well has been struggling even with some injuries. So maybe this delay in this bye week really could help them get healthy for this next game. And now looking at the struggles from Iowa, because it, it's, I think it's fair to say they've struggled through this season, 3-3, three and 1-2 three, and two in the conference. Quarterback Spencer Petras has only thrown two touchdowns all year long with three interceptions to go along with that. Iowa has scored eight total touchdowns, including one off their defense. But to put that in perspective, Marvin Harrison Jr., who you brought up, he scored nine by himself, which puts into a light how good this Ohio State offense is, but also how how struggling Iowa is right now. What's been the missing offensive piece or pieces for the Hawkeyes through this point in the year? 
it's got to be Spencer Petras, the quarterback. I, I think the quarterback position has been a missing piece for them. They do have Joey Labus, Alex Padilla as their other backup quarterbacks. But Petras just hasn't really stepped up in the way that he was expected to coming into this year. He was great last year, showed a lot of signs of improvement from 2020 to 21, led them to that Big Ten West title. But then Petras, he's only passing the ball on average about 26 times the running game that is their identity but then when Iowa has a lot of wide receiver pieces two great tight ends in Sam Laporta and Luke Lachey Petrus just has not been able to find his footing or find that throwing consistency this season so far now now Iowa Cole finished 10 and 4 last year it was the fourth best record in the Big Ten aside from Michigan, Ohio State, and Michigan State in that order. They're currently 3-3. Three and three. After this weekend, though, they will have faced both Michigan and Ohio State, who clearly are the two strongest teams on that record. Is it still possible for Iowa to finish as one of the top teams in the Big Ten at or close to that 10-4 and four record, or has hope already vanished for them? Um, you know, I want to say hope has already vanished for them. However, the Big Ten West is not looking as strong as they have in the past couple of years. Uh, I mean, it's anyone's race. Purdue's up there, Wisconsin's up there, Minnesota's up there. It's it's a pretty even race out there, so they could still very well be in it, even though the record doesn't say so. And you can look at the way Iowa played against Illinois. First off, it was a 9-6 to win for the Fighting Illini. Now, Illinois is currently tied with Purdue at 3-1 and in the Big Ten West. So, like you said, that division's up for grabs. Now, I had Minnesota being the easy frontrunner in that division, playing Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. It's looking like anybody's race at that point, as you pointed out. But switching over to Ohio State, the Buckeyes have scored at least 45 points in every game since week one against Notre Dame. The most points in the season came at 77 against Toledo on September 17th. They posted 49 even in their first road contest on the road against the Spartans in Michigan State. The Buckeyes keep looking better and better and better, Sarah. And I would say, because we continue to talk about a new offensive leader every week, that we have yet to see Ohio State's offense in its peak performance. Would you agree with that? I absolutely agree. I think to really be able to gauge when they're going to be at their peak, I want to see them against a more competitive team. So far in their schedule, since that top five matchup against Notre Dame, they haven't played a ton of competitive teams. So I think once we see them play against Michigan, against Penn State, or one of those teams that's a a higher-ranked opponent, I think then we have the potential to see them at their offensive peak. Tyler, we've had her on for one episode, and already she's doing the same thing you do and looking ahead in my outline. Because the (laughs) next thing I was going to talk about was, has Ohio State really been tested since Notre Dame? And I think it's safe to say that no, they haven't. Even in that game, though, against Notre Dame, when it was their first big test and probably their only big test so far through this season, the slow offensive start could be attributed to a variety of factors, one of which is, you know, off-season rust, having not played for the full summer months and, and for the winter, for that matter. The next clear challenge for me, though, comes in the final week of the season against Michigan, Tyler, and it's before a potential Big Ten championship, before at least a bowl game, and potentially a national championship. Do you think being lulled into this false sense of confidence against having played these easy teams, I'll say, no disrespect to them, but having played these teams that are so far below your weight class for so long, do you think we see that maybe negatively affect Ohio State when they go in and play the Big Dogs? I'm not sure, but what I can tell you is that this week against Iowa, 
next week against Penn State, and then that final week against Michigan, those are going to be three really huge tests for Ohio State's offense specifically because Iowa's offense, we know what they're going to bring. They're 127th in the country in total offense, but they've got a top 10 scoring defense. And so that's going to tell you for Ohio State's offense starting this week, if they can really handle those big dogs, as you mentioned, like the Michigan Wolverines, like the Penn State and Lions, heck, even Maryland that week before Michigan, I think this weekend is going to really set the tone for the rest of the season in this second half. You don't know? You don't have a crystal ball back in uh, Smith-Steve Hall? I do, I, I do not. <laughs> no. Why do I even have you on here if you can't tell me the future? It's Okay. Matt's looking, Matt's looking more and more like a great personality now. <laughs> we love you, Matt. Sorry to have you. Sorry to fill in your spot this week, but we miss you, buddy. Barrio Tacos now getting into our read. They sponsor this show. They're one of our favorite sponsors on SGSR because they are our only sponsor in SGSR. We love to give them love, especially around lunchtime. Barrio Tacos is open right in the heart of Ohio State's campus at 15th and High Street. Barrio Tacos is serving tacos and margs late night every night. And they have an incredible happy hour with half-off margaritas and dollar-off tacos. That's weekdays from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Don't forget as well, Ohio State students, that Barrio Tacos accepts Buck ID and is offering to-go and DoorDash options starting this Monday. I believe that was, they've already started that, but I'm not sure. I, yep. I think this is an old read that they sent us. But yes, it's, it's already started, so you can get them delivered to your dorm room or off-campus apartment with the push of a button. And you can also catch Barrio Tacos inside the shoe during game days at Section 10A and at their taco truck Mondays and Fridays, or Monday through Friday, parked right outside the yard pack. And we know how easy it's, it is to find Barrio in the stadium because my father, when you and I were calling the last game at home, which was Rutgers, I believe, he texted us a picture of himself outside pointing to the Barrio booth. Yeah, we get a special selfie from Mr. Spinner, but you mentioned Smith Steve earlier. Well, I had Barrio... Right at the end of happy hour on Monday, they delivered right to Smith Steve. So that was huge. So highly recommend. I know Sarah, we, we were talking about before the show, you're you're still um you're still waiting to make your barrio debut, but I it am. looks like that's gonna change this weekend. And I'm gonna to try it seeing you guys are tempting me. We keep telling you new items on the menu to check out every single time we talk about it. So yes, make sure if you have not tried barrio yet, you get on that. Join Sarah in making her first appearance at Barrio sometime soon. Also, Sarah, I'm noticing you're looking in the camera here. Cole is blocking you with his uh, arm here. Yeah, so why don't you bit. move over here <laughs> and uh, so we can actually see you here as we get into our score predictions for Iowa <laughs> and Ohio State. I think this is going to be a runaway, everybody. Uh, Ohio State's powerful offense will do their usual thing. We'll expect another big performance from C.J. Stroud, and more often than not, he's going to deliver. Uh, he's he's my Heisman frontrunner for a reason. I believe he was one of the highest ones, if not the highest, in the Vegas odds as well. But Iowa might just be the best defense that Ohio State has seen this season. I think it's going to be 34-3. to Ohio State gets the win over Iowa. That 31-point margin of victory exceeds the 30 spread, and the 37 total points is under the 49-and-a-half line. Ryan Day said on his radio show earlier on Thursday that Ohio State could expect to see some of their guys who have been previously injured, could see them back. Now, we didn't specify who, but that could be a big boost for the Buckeyes, whether that might be wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba, cornerback Jordan Hancock, who we have not seen yet. But nonetheless, I agree with you, Caleb. I think the Buckeyes, they cruise in this one. 38-13 to 13 is my prediction. 
I'd have to say, although the Iowa defense is strong, I still feel like that Ohio State offense is going to be able to excel against them. And again, on the other hand, the Iowa offense is going to struggle for sure against Ohio State. So I'm going to keep it low for Iowa and do 30-7. to seven. You know, we talked about this game is going to be swept under the rug in terms of like the national media. Everyone has Ohio State already progressing through, and they have them saying, all right, what's their Penn State matchup looking like? Tyler, like you talked about, Iowa has a top 10 defense in the country. This will be the best they've seen so far and probably the best they see all season, at least until maybe postseason play. Um, it's going to be an identity factor for Ohio State. Hey, can we come out and play a really good game against a solid defense and go from there? And talking about on Wednesday when we got to speak to some of the players, Marvin Harrison said, hey, when Jackson Smith and Jigba comes out, defense coordinator is going to have to pick one of us, and it's going to be like good luck. Good luck trying to guard us. If they're at full strength, I just don't think there anyone can compete with Ohio State. And with Iowa's offense, I don't think they're getting much going. I'm going to say 42-9 to for the Buckeyes. 4-0 across the board. Ohio State wins against Iowa this Saturday. You can check us out on SGSR, scarletandgraysportsradio.com, and watch us our booth cam on SGSR TV. That'll do it for us here on the Blocko Show for another week. We hope to see you there on Saturday. It is a scarlet out at Ohio State, so make sure you're wearing your scarlet if you're an Ohio State fan, or bring your Hawkeye black and gold if you're a visiting fan from the great state of Iowa. But for Cole Emplett, Sarah Sharp, and Tyler Damberg, I'm Caleb Spinner. That's the show. We're out of heat.